Welcome to the Daily Boogie. Hello, hello, welcome back everyone. It's good to be with you. Daily Boogie Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Thanks to everyone for sharing it out. Back after a week. Took a week vacay. It was very good. I decompressed. I was drinking cocktails by the pool. I'm not trying to make anyone jealous or anything like that, but it was utterly fantastic and it was just good to switch off for a week, not think about anything political, not worry about what idiots in the media are writing about, but (laughs) I have today, I have today possibly the greatest article, the greatest thing I've ever written, uh, ever written, ever read. I wish I, I wish I wrote it for the onion. It could be the greatest article I've ever seen. And, you know, something we've talked about on this show before is, you know, do you think we have reached peak stupidity or peak insanity? Because for the last two years, last three years, last 10 years, really, we've been on this progressive ride where things just seem to be getting crazier and crazier. And large sections of the population in the Western world look at you with a straight face and go, what, the, what do you mean? This isn't crazy. This is normal now. This is the new normal. What you thought was normal is hateful and crazy and wrong. And what we say is normal now is just normal. And that's just the way it is. And you're crazy and hateful and wrong if you disagree with the new normal. So we we think that we we are at peak insanity every couple of weeks, right? Something else comes out, a new story, a new clip. And we're like, wow, these people are insane. This is it. It can't get any better than this. But then a couple of weeks later, we're disappointed. So I've come to the conclusion that we haven't reached peak insanity because there is no peak insanity. It's only going to continue. It will continue forever like, <laughs> until the world crashes in on itself. There will be peak insanity every couple of weeks. But now I'm, I'm at the stage, it's kind of like I know that there is no end to the insanity. But now I'm praying that there is. It's like if you were an atheist dying of cancer, you're on your deathbed and you've spent your entire life believing that there's no God, but you now find yourself praying, hoping that there is one. Right? I don't think that there is an end. I don't think there is peak insanity. But I pray to God that there is. (laughs) Hoping against hope. So we are going to sink our teeth into this little sucker here and hope you can stick around and enjoy yourself. By the way, if you'd like to become a supporter of the show, please head over to patreon.com forward slash boogie bumper. Become a subscriber by hitting that uh, subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you want to get involved in the conversation, please do so by heading over to Twitter and looking for me at boogie bumper. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm, I'm giddy. I'm nervous. This is one of the best things I've ever read in my entire life. And it will be in the show notes. So if you want to read along at home, share it around with the family. Maybe this is finally, these are the answers you've been looking for. Make sure you don't listen with any kids in the car. This is going to be a very adult-centric podcast today. And the good people at Salon, ladies and gentlemen, want to help you with your sex life. Yes, your unsatisfying, bigoted, fasc- fascist, racist sex needs to come to an end. 
And for all those not enjoying a healthy and enjoyable sex life, then luckily the good people of Salon have the answer for you. So we're going to lay it all out on the table, so to speak. Quote, this is the headline. Has Trump wrecked our sex life? Post-Trump sex disorder is real, says sex therapist. The subheading is big, mean, sexy daddy, question mark. <laughs> Salon turns to Dr. Susan Block for answers to questions you didn't want to ask. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure nobody wanted to ask. Donald Trump has made America's mental health crisis much worse. There you go. <laughs> Don't you just love this trend? <laughs> One sentence in, this is going to take a while. Don't you just love this trend in modern society where it's like uh, people like to tell us that we're not interested in facts or, you know, we're using alternative facts or making up fake news. How, how can you consciously just put that out there like it's an assumed truth? Donald Trump has made America's mental health crisis much worse. How? <laughs> because they're going to go in and say, well, you know, people, are, people really hate Donald Trump, therefore he's making the mental health crisis much worse. Like, it, it, if only there was another president, then everybody would be happy, right? <laughs> everybody would be happy. <laughs> Beginning with his presidential campaign and through his, to his third year as president, the United States has experienced an increase in anxiety, suicide, depression, and other mental health problems. Of course, you could go back in time, say 10, 20 years, and find that this is a natural progression as well. Like it, it didn't just happen when Donald Trump came to power. But of course, let's let's not let facts get in the way of assumed truth. The president of the United States is also a role model. His or her behavior influences the public. Well, it's not her, I'm afraid. It's not her. Don't get ahead of yourself there, Salon. And as documented by Dr. James Gilligan in his book, Why Some Politicians Are More Dangerous Than Others, Trump's assault on the country's mental health, he's assaulting people. <laughs> his existence in the Oval Office is an assault on the mental health of the country. Is part of a much larger pattern. The Republican Party and the conservative movement have, for decades, advanced an agenda which has hurt the overall health and well-being of most Americans. Wow. Wow. And I can hear what you're saying at home. You know, you're turning to the person next to you going, mm, have we been promoting the uh, transgender thing on... Has, has that been us? No, no, honey, it hasn't. No. Ah, oh, I see. I see. You see, because that's a that's a complex argument, but people will say, well, um, there there is no uh, you know binary non-conforming gender queer status in any conceivable objective sense whatsoever. But this is rather the manifestation of some kind of mental health problem, and we've been told that that's actually hateful to say that that's bigoted. And this is a perfectly natural state of being. But then we're told that we are actually conflating various issues and making the mental health of the person much worse because we refuse to accept that it's not a mental health issue. Are you following me at home? <laughs> 
So this this particular person's mental health is not to be questioned. If you question it, you're hurting that particular person's mental health. Right. Donald Trump's negative impact on mental health extends to the intimate sexual lives of many people as well. What is post-traumatic Trump disorder? <laughs> How does Donald Trump's misogyny and other, other unhealthy behavior towards women reflect deeper systemic cultural problems in America around gender, sex, and intimacy? See, I find it amazing. The, the doctor that they, they speak to in this article, which we'll get to next, argues that there is a real phenomenon, a real mental health issue called post-traumatic Trump disorder. You, you've heard of Trump derangement syndrome, TDS. I forget who came up with it, but it's kind of like a cheeky banter way of pointing to somebody who's just going completely crazy, ignoring facts, ignoring reason, ignoring arguments, ignoring logic, and just going way off the cliff with their Trump hatred, you know, an, an irrational hatred of Donald Trump. And that's been called uh, TDS, Trump Derangement Syndrome. But nobody said that it's real. You know, like, it's, it's kind of a fun jab. But, the good <laughs> but there's our people out there, the sex therapists out there, saying that post-traumatic Trump disorder is a real mental health issue that needs to be dealt with. Like, I don't know whether to laugh or cry at this point. This doctor is asked, how has the age of Trump impacted the American people's collective mental health and also their intimate lives? The good doctor answers by saying, it has had a big impact. For some people, Trump's campaign and presidency has created a type of PTSD, what I call post-Trump sex disorder. So we have confirmation now. We've just been calling it the wrong thing. It's not Trump derangement syndrome. It's post-Trump sex disorder. Great. Put it on the books. We know. Fantastic. We have scientific evidence, ladies and gentlemen. Or at least somebody with a degree saying it in the pages of Salon. Back to the article. Trump has created feelings of fear, loathing, and nausea. People just don't want to have sex. <laughs> First of all, I would say that's clearly bullshit. That is clearly bullshit. People have never been having more sex. Arguably, people are having far too much sex. I mean, what the fuck do you think all those dating apps are? There are people having sex now who in generations gone by would have had no, no logical way to achieve coitus at all. People with, you know, severe social problems, unemployed people, whatever, they don't have to work hard to impress people anymore. They can just sit there on the app and swipe. Oh, yeah, okay, I'd bang her. Uh, are you available? Yes, they meet down at the coffee shop. Next thing you know, STD city. This is happening all over a major city around you right now as you're listening to this. Right now, as you're listening to this, there are people in bedrooms and back alleys and the back seats of Lincolns all over the city around you fucking each other's brains out and they only met 10 minutes earlier. People just don't want to have sex. What utter garbage. <laughs> Remember, this is a doctor. This, this is the article. This is her response. 
This would mainly be seen with women who are just appalled at how creepy Trump is. Wow. Could... Any guy listening to this knows the joke like, oh, I can't, I can't tonight, honey. I have a headache, right? You roll over, you tap your sweetie on the shoulder. Hey, what about, you know? <laughs> what about, yeah? No, I have a headache. And for a long time, guys have just like, oh, well, you know what? It's part of the game. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. <laughs> sometimes you get to home base and sometimes you, you strike out. But could, could you imagine rolling over to your significant other, tapping her on the shoulder? Hey, honey, how about it? You know, I've just, I've just had half a glass of wine. I'm ready to roll. I, I was just watching, you know, America's Next Top Model. I'm ready. And imagine if your significant other would roll over to you then at that point, not say that she has a headache, but say, sorry, honey, I can't right now because Donald Trump is really creepy. <laughs> yeah, no, I just feel sick. I, I have fear, loathing and nausea because I'm really appalled at how creepy Trump is. At that point, I don't care if you've been married 25 years. If if you are the male in this place, because she said it's mainly women who are affected with this post-Trump sex disorder. If you've been married 25 years, it is on you to get up at right at that point. This is free advice. Get up right there, pack your bag and say, I'm out of here. Because you are insane. <laughs> are you sure you don't have a headache? I really don't want to leave. I've invested a lot in this relationship. I can't walk out now. Sorry, honey. Donald Trump's just too creepy for sex tonight. Back to the article. He takes what is often a positive male attribute of confidence and pushes it over the line into rape-like and rape-entitled kind of arrogance. Rape-like arrogance. <laughs> Have you ever been raped by somebody's confidence? I can imagine it would be a very traumatic experience, but I guess he's he's so confident that it just feels like rape. You know what I mean? I mean, he's arrogant. He's got an ego. His ego is so over the top and so overbearing that it just feels like rape. <laughs> sorry, sorry, honey. I can't have sex tonight because Donald Trump's confidence literally raped me. Well, it's rape-like. It's not. It's not. It's not literally rape. The doctor says she made. She makes that qualifier. It's rape-like confidence. Rape-like arrogance. Ah, okay. It's not rape, but it's like rape. Same, same, but different. The news media is part of the problem as well. This is back to the article. The news is full of stories about bad sex. Really, really. Again, this is one of those things. I think that there's a lot of sex on TV, and I don't think it's necessarily bad. If anything, people have been arguing for a long time that the way sex and relationships is portrayed on TV by the mass media culturally sets an unrealistic standard for average people in their everyday life. Do you follow me here? So if you go around thinking that <clears throat> eventually you know, you're some kind of Victorian princess and um, Mr. Charming is going to sweep you off your feet and deliver you rose petals every night and everything's going to be fantastic and the sex is going to be out of this world, off this planet every single day because that's, that's what's been portrayed on TV. 
then you're setting an you're having an unrealistic expectation for what relationships are really like set for you. So everything's going to be disappointing. I guess though, to be fair, I'm not a big fan of what's that show that everybody complains about with the. I I, I watched like one episode. Uh, it's not Vikings. It's similar to Vikings. You know, there's dragons and politics and you know guys are hitting each other with swords and apparently there's a lot of rape in this show i can't remember somebody will think of it there's a lot of rape in this show so i guess you know in terms of an unhealthy sex culture being portrayed in the mainstream media well then i guess rape like confidence is fair because if you're a if you're a swooning muscular you know superhero strutting around in a distant world slaying dragons you can basically fuck whichever chick you want in the village at that point it's like, i guess it's like a kind of trumpism never mind how this moment with donald trump is also reflected by many men who are dysfunctional and chronically frustrated and don't know how to properly approach women see we, we we've just discussed this Men and women don't know how to approach each other much at all in a large sense anymore because of the shit like these hookup apps, because they don't have to anymore. You talk to anybody under the age of 40 and they'll tell you that basically nobody's meeting in bars anymore. They're all meeting on the internet. They're all hooking up with these apps. I'd hate to be single again. And the lethally unhinged incels we can all we can also not forget we also cannot forget all the amosexuals ladies and gentlemen yes the doctor is referring to amosexuals who are what people who quote substitute their feel uh, their favorite guns for a working penis <laughs> <laughs> what this has to do with donald trump i'm not sure but I do find it appealing that I may be able to shoot people with my penis replacement. Don't you? Isn't that something that you could get on board with? You could have the ammo belt. Just be naked with an ammo belt around your waist. I'm an ammo sexual, baby. <laughs> Imagine going down to the fire rage and just dropping your trousers. Laying your weapon on the table in front of you. All right, this is this a bold action? Yeah, let's do this. Let's do this. <laughs> Most Americans of conscience, this is the person asking the doctor questions. Most Americans of conscience and decent people more generally are appalled by Donald Trump's personal and public behavior. Yet, there are others who are aroused by Donald Trump and see him as a symbol of sexual potency and power. <laughs> See, I don't think he's necessarily a symbol of sexual potency and power, but he definitely has banged a lot of hot chicks, okay? And, and a symbol of power, he is the fucking president, right? Like, technically the most powerful person on earth. He's probably had sex with every Playboy playmate since 1982. Oh, he's seen as a symbol of sexual potency and power. <laughs> That's a diminishing way of saying he's had sex with a lot of women and he's the most powerful guy on the face of the earth. Yes, Donald Trump is a turn-off for many people, but for some people they are turned on and titillated by Donald Trump. 
They are not suffering from post-Trump sexual disorder. Thank God. Thank God. Um, Because I was really worried there for a second. I was really worried about post-Trump dramatic sex disorder. Sex does not always turn us on the way we think it ought to. A lot of people are attracted to bad boys. (laughs) I emphasize people because it is both men and women who are aroused and attracted to and titillated by Donald Trump. There is definitely a homoerotic attraction for Trump being experienced by his usually very homophobic male supporters. Wow. Can we can, how many assumed truths can we just pile on this sucker? We've got the amosexuals substituting their favorite guns for a working penis. We've got the mental health crisis worsening simply because Donald Trump exists. We've got people who can no longer have sex because they're just really creeped out by Donald Trump. And now we have Donald Trump's supporters who are usually very homophobic, very homophobic, not just homophobic, not a little bit homophobic, very homophobic. But they are, they are turned on and attracted to. The, there is a homoerotic attraction towards Donald Trump for the very homophobic male supporter. This person is completely fucking unhinged. Completely off the scale unhinged. This is a doctor. This is a doctor who's been on TV. This is somebody who wants to give you advice about your sex life. Think about that. This is a professional. <laughs> Imagine if you went and saw this fucking video. You would go, you would sit down and say, Doctor, my wife, my girlfriend doesn't want to have sex with me. Can you please figure out why? Yes, I found the reason. She's creeped out by Donald Trump. You're an amosexual and you have a homoerotic attraction to the president. I mean, your jaw would hit the fucking floor. Really? This is what I'm paying for? This? (laughs) Back to the article. Both men and women really do find Trump to be an appealing bad boy and evil daddy who's really hot. An evil daddy. Evil daddy Trump. I love it. In this way, Donald Trump is the daddy of a dysfunctional United States family. And of course, evil can be very sexy. Evil is fascinating. (laughs) Sounds like the good doctor is experiencing a little bit of evil. I do declare. As you said previously, Donald Trump is a cult leader and a Charlie Manson-like figure. (laughs) We really need some evidence of this. Can 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 somebody put a line in? Somebody out there knows somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody who works in the White House. Can somebody out there in the ether, in the internet world, in the internet galaxy, can you just put the word out? I want Donald Trump at his next rally to stand behind the podium and just command women to take their shirts off. Can we do that, please? Can we get Donald Trump? Okay, okay. All of the ladies in the house, get down on your knees. <laughs> I'm Donald Trump, Charlie Manson, motherfucker. Don't you know who I am? Helter Skelter. Yeah. It's almost the same. People are just charged up by him, and some of those people are driven to commit great crimes by that kind of charisma. 
It is also it is almost the same as when you hear about a fetish and you say to yourself, I don't understand why anybody would be turned on by that, but people are. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Donald, being a supporter of Donald Trump has now transmorphified, transmogrified from merely um, you know, agreeing with certain political views or policies or what have you, and has now been transformed into an underground sex cult. <laughs> A fetish, if you will. <laughs> Donald, <coughs> I'm sorry. <coughs> Donald Trump supporters, you're no longer boosters. <laughs> you are swingers. You are fetish sex cult members. I guess the hate group wasn't strong enough. We had to move on. Yeah, we did the hate group thing for a while, but now we really just want to get have dirty sex with pictures of Donald Trump around. <laughs> but, of course, these are the people that don't have a mental disorder, right? Remember, she said the people who aren't having sex now because they're creeped out by Donald Trump, they really don't like him, he makes them feel sick and loathing. These are the people who need help. They, these people need therapy, they need care. They need, they need somebody to help them work through their problems. The people who aren't turned off by Donald Trump, by the same... <laughs> if you're lucky enough to not be repulsed by Donald Trump to the point of not being able to have sex, you are officially now fetishizing Donald Trump and you are the member of a homoerotic sex cult. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm I'm coughing up a lung over here. Here's an, here's another assumed truth. American society is very repressed in terms of healthy attitudes about sex. Well, Leah, like I said, there's a lot of unhealthy attitudes out there about sex. I mean, you can you can put on um, you know, MTV and basically see tits and ass everywhere. Yeah, I'm gonna fuck that bitch. You know, this is like the top ten music now. It's all Donald Trump's fault. <laughs> Therefore, therefore, it is no surprise that people will look to violence to express their sexuality. Oh. I mean, you know, where are these rape fantasies coming from? Seriously, I, I don't think they're coming from Donald Trump. You know, the liberation of sex and exploration and stuff, which I don't, I don't begrudge anybody and their little uh, habits. That's fine. I don't care. I, I, I love freedom. But the, the, the axiom of this premise is so ridiculous. It is so insane. I, ca I can't believe that anybody wanted to put their name to this shit. This is why, this is the doctor, this is why Donald Trump embodies the symbolic cultural role as the big, mean, sexy daddy. <laughs> the author asks the doctor, Donald Trump is a right-wing authoritarian and aspiring tyrant. The fascist conception of the state is very masculine in the most crude and basic sense. In this way of thinking about politics and society, Donald Trump leads a political cult whose members want to literally be inside of him. <laughs> oh, Donnie. Donnie, baby. You know, Donald, I just love what you did with the regulations. My big, mean, sexy daddy. I want to be inside you. 
I literally want to be inside you. To become him, to have a libidinal relationship with the great leader. This includes both men and women. Oh, let's get freaky. The fascist aesthetic can be very erotic for the followers. Oh, yes. Yes. Well, you know, say what you will about the Nazis, but they always dress sharp, didn't they, ladies and gentlemen? Trump supporters want to be spanked by him. (laughs) Trump supporters want to be hugged by him. They want to be with him. They want to identify with him. One of the things about the evil daddy is that he shames you. This touches your sexuality very deeply. This problem, this person, I don't care. I don't give a fuck what kind of a doctor she is. She has very, very serious problems. This, um, imagine viewing the world this way. My God, this isn't research. This isn't science. This isn't research. This is blather. This is literally made up shit. There's no way that she can prove that Donald Trump supporters want to be spanked by him and be inside of him. And, you know, he shames them into feeling very deeply about them sexually, like a like an underground sex cult. Like, what the hell are you talking about, man? Imagine being at a dinner party with this individual. My God. Somebody somebody spike the punch quick with rehypnol so he can get this person knocked out and fucking out of here as quickly as possible. Then we can all have an orgy around, you know, a life-size doll of Donald Trump. Donald Trump is beloved by right-wing Christians. They see him as a messiah figure despite his obvious gross personal behavior. Behavior that is viewed by most of the world's great religions would be considered wicked and sinful. Moreover, in many of these right-wing Christian churches, they have these rituals called purity balls where the father marries his daughter to protect her virginity. What does this collectively signal about a deeper deeper hypocrisy in red state America around sex. This is the doctor. Listen to this one. Many of these fathers are like Donald Trump and they have fantasies about their daughters. Oh, it just gets better and better, doesn't it? You, you can't quit while you're ahead, can you, Doc? Wow, let's, let's keep on rolling. Gee, who else can I, can I shoot down tonight? Who else can I go after? I've gone after the amosexuals. <laughs> I've said all, all Trump supporters are part of a fetishized sex cult. <clears throat> and now the, the Christian fathers, they, they like, they're like Donald Trump. They have sexual fantasies about their daughters. Hopefully they're not literally going after the daughters in bed, although some of them are. Wow. These fathers hold their daughters like they're on a date. Donald Trump has also been very blatant in how he talks about his own daughter as well. In total, these purity balls are a way of establishing ownership over women. It reflects a broader American society, which is very anti-sex. Again, this is garbage. This is utter claptrap. American society, Western society is not very anti-sex. It is the most sexually liberated society of inhuman fucking history. You, you drop, you brain dead moron. There is more sexual liberation happening right now in the Western world than any other place on earth for any other time in human history. Oh, this, this reflects a broad, this idiot, 
oh, a lot of these people are like Donald Trump. They have sexual fantasies about their daughters. They want to live. Here's the other thing. If everybody is part of a fetishized underground sex cult, how the hell can you say American society is anti-sex? It seems like everybody is banging everybody for whatever reason. The only people that aren't having sex are the, apparently the good people in the world who are so emotionally unstable that the idea of Donald Trump makes them vomit and not want to fuck people. And these, these are apparently the, the hinged people. These are apparently the stable ones. Everybody else is basically like a Charlie Manson type figure who, if they're not fantasizing about their, having sex with their daughter in church, they are replacing their penis for a weapon and becoming an amosexual. Why are some men, especially conservatives and other authoritarians, frightened and made angry by strong, independent, sexual, confident women? (laughs) Again, I think it's... See, look, why why are conservative men frightened and made angry by strong, independent, sexually confident women? If you are laying in your bed shaking, feeling sick, and nauseous and self-loathing because Donald Trump is the president to the point where you cannot make love, I've got a newsflash for you. You are not a strong, independent, sexually confident woman. You are a weak, bordering on the, on the depths of insane woman. You are an emotionally fragile, somewhat crazy, perhaps legitimately clinically insane woman. And I wouldn't be surprised that people walk around You've probably got like two dozen cats around you right now if you're listening to this. I'm not surprised that people give you a wide berth. Conservative men aren't afraid. They're not frightened by your self-perceived, strong, confident, you know, sexually outgoing demeanor. They're frightened by all of the crazy that you're packing in there. Quote, Many men are aroused by the idea of a woman having power in the bedroom. As a sex therapist, I see these men all the time. The numbers are much higher than most would suspect. We women are a little bit more diffuse and flexible about our turn-ons. As a qualifier, I hope I'm not sounding sexist here. We've got <laughs> great start. What about the amosexuals replacing their penis for, a, for an AR? I wouldn't want to sound sexist. Because for the most part, I believe that men are not from Mars and women are not from Venus. We are all from this same beautiful, wild, sexual planet Earth. We're far more alike than we're different. We have a few differences. One of those differences is that men, unless they're on Viagra or another drug, can see when they are aroused. Women tend to be more exploratory by comparison. I have talked to so many men in right-wing strongholds. I'm sure you have, darling. I'm sure the the right-wing men are just fucking lining up at your door to to hear about how they're part of a fetishized sex cult that wants to be inside Donald Trump. (laughs) They need sex therapy more than the guys in liberal parts of the country. See, we've, we've done this before. There's, there's a number of studies that say conservatives have more fulfilling sex lives than liberals. And I'm not, I'm not saying that to try and pick a fight here, but we already know this. We already know this. People who identify as conservatives tend to have uh, longer-lasting relationships and more satisfying sex lives. If you don't believe me, fucking look it up. Look it up. 
Why is this? Certain communities do not allow these men to step out of a very narrow role of what is defined as being masculine, strong, and normal. Here we go. They have a very hard time of even finding a therapist in those places to speak with. Men in these conservative parts of the country may not even be able to find a therapist who they can share something as basic as, hey, I really enjoy having a woman spank me. They're going to laugh at you. They're going to call you names. These men will certainly not be able to share with a therapist or anyone else for that matter how they may really enjoy seeing their wives with another man. Here we go. It had to get to cuckolding, didn't it? It just had to get to cuckolding at some point. It had to, somebody had to be cucked today. Yes. Thank God. The conservative men in the country who have a deep, deep deep-seated sexual fetish for Donald Trump, who want to be literally inside him, who have sexual fantasies about their own daughters in church, who have sexual fantasies about their firearms and want to replace their penis with a firearm. Finally, we get to the bottom of it. Deep down, they really just want to be cuckolded. Yep. Thank you. Thank you, doctor. Unbelievable. But these right-wing conservative men are very turned on. <laughs> are very turned on by the thought of seeing their wives or girlfriends with other men. These men, the Trump supporters and especially the alt-right types who love to use the word cuck as a type of insult, but in reality, I would estimate that a lot of them, maybe most, are into the cuckold fantasy themselves. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, wow. One one more. (laughs) Just gets better and better. The cuckold fantasy cannot be easily separated from race in America and the West. This is the author asking a question. Especially for white conservatives and other members of the right wing. For example, in the right-wing imagination, cuck is usually used as a slur against a white man who is perceived as being weak, and in making this slur, Barack Obama, the United States' first black president, is also mentioned as well. Really? That's news to me. This is a direct and clear allusion to white male anxieties. (laughs) And And racial stereotypes about the black male body and ownership over, as well as access to, white women's bodies. This is the doctor. It scares them, but it also makes their penises hard. (laughs) Assume truth, ladies and gentlemen. The penis doesn't lie unless it's on Viagra. I feel that a lot of these white supremacist, cuck-obsessed, cuckold, name-calling, right-wing types really believe that black men are superior to them sexually and physically. I'm not sure that's necessarily true. If you go onto these cuck-obsessed, cuckold, name-calling, right-wing websites, they really don't, you know, they're not known for lavishing praise upon the African-American community. Put it that way. They're not generally forthcoming with compliments. <laughs> it, uh, it scares them, but it makes their penises hard, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> this belief and feeling, like, how the hell would this fucking person know? <laughs> do, you, do you spend a lot of time with the cuck old, cuck obsessed right wing types, do you, dear? Yeah. You're a sex therapist, right? Right. Yep. Doctor, got a certificate on the wall? Yeah, yeah, okay, that's great. It's dynamite. This belief and feeling is at the center of their sexual desire, 
which in turn is at the center of their true masculinity. It scares them so bad, and yet they want to act it out. They want to feel it because they have a natural desire to have an orgasm, to enjoy themselves, to have pleasure. A lot of these right-wing men, including the alt-right types, would love to have sex with African-American men. (laughs) 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 But this... (laughs) A lot, of, a lot of these white right-wing men, especially the alt-right types, would love to have sex with African-American men. <laughs> Dr. Dr. Susan Block, ladies and gentlemen. But this could potentially ruin their social and political power. Yeah. Yeah, the the alt right types, part of the fetishized sex cult, who want to replace their penis with a with an AR fifteen. I mean, they the, all of these right wing conservative Christian men are just secretly harboring this desire to have sex with a black guy. <laughs> but the reason that they don't do it is because they would lose political power. <laughs> all that political power that they have. You know the alt the, uh, the alt right types that she's talking about that hang on that that are cuck obsessed and go on cuck old name calling websites that they, they they so want to fuck black men, but it, they know that if they do they could no longer be president and that's why they don't do it because they would lose political power. <laughs> you idiot. Ah. <laughs> oh. They try to work these fantasies and tensions out somehow, but they have this totally opposite politics and cultural relationship to the world and their families. I have tried to help people to be a little bit more honest with their true fantasies and desires, but it is a challenge. There you go. Absolutely sensational stuff. What a note to end on. Ladies and gentlemen, possibly the greatest article ever written. I hope Donald Trump isn't ruining your sex life. If he's not, you probably want to have sex with a black man right now. So I'm going to let you go. But thanks for sticking around. Welcome back to the podcast. We're back. We're ready to roll. Back from vacay. What what an utterly fantastic way to kick us off again. So until next time, guys, stay calm, stay rational. God bless. We'll see you soon. If you'd like to become a supporter, head over to patreon.com forward slash boogie bumper. Become a subscriber by hitting the subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, hit me up on Twitter. If you're if you're a black man that wants to have sex with one of these cuck old name-calling alt-right types, I'll find someone for you. Get in touch with me on Twitter at Boogie Bumper. Uh, till next time, <laughs> enjoy yourself. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye.